What's happening, Fart Lickers? Series 11 of the podcast, along with our Summer Showdown Challenge, are now live. And we're very excited to bring you this series in partnership with our pals at Twisted Running, the new home of all your What The Fart Lick podcast merchandise needs. But that's not all that Twisted Running are about. Whether you're a run club, a community, or just some pals looking for some custom threads, they've got you covered. They can help with every aspect of the journey, from custom logo design through to deciding price points, payment processing, and even postage and packaging. Most importantly though, they're just some good guys trying to do good things in the running community. So head on over to www.twistedrunning.co.uk and find out how they can help you with all your custom running design needs. While you're there, of course, check out some What The Fart Like swag. If you like anything, use code WTF10 at checkout to get a massive 10% off. Thank you to Twisted Running for supporting us on our journey. And now it's time to get on with the show. Are you alone or a groupie and are you enjoy your run? Like to take it easy, you're sure enough like a gun. Whatever your ability is, it's a place to be. So welcome to the world of both like run community. If you're 17, 25, push it in. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Series 11, Episode 5 of the What The Fart Lake Podcast. My name is Rob. And my name's JP. Why are you not Matt? Because he's a colossal disappointment. Colossal, tiny disappointment. He's decided he doesn't want to be on the podcast this week, hasn't he, Captain Carves? Well, you say that. Well, I do say that because, um, we'll just get this out of the way. Uh, Matt can't be on the podcast because he's at work. He's working late. He did his normal thing where he tells us 24 hours before we're meant to record that he can't record the podcast because he's on nights because uh, he's a dickhead. So we were like, oh, well, it's fine because you don't contribute anything to the podcast anyway and you're useless. So JP will just help me with the opening segment uh, and then you're just not going to be involved in the second segment because you don't say anything in it anyway. So fine, no problem. Uh, but then we were like, oh, but what about Matthew Taylor improvisational comedy? Because it makes my life really better hearing him struggle. So um, we've got a solution, haven't we, John? We have. Are what we, we going to do? Now? Yeah, do it. Yeah. I hope he answers. So do I. A bit shit if he doesn't. Do you think he knows? I'm not sure. We can leave an abusive voicemail anywhere. Or we Welcome could... to oh. the EE voicemail. I'm sorry, it's but fine. the person you called is not available. Please leave your message after the tone. After you've finished your message, just hang up. Or to hear more options, please press one. Every damn day. You colossal little disappointment. <laughs> oh. Right, okay. Well, I guess we're not having a Matthew Taylor improvisational comedy this week. Trying to give the people what they want. And and we've recorded the second segment first. So in that, we tell Ben and Emma that, that it worked. So that's 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 going to be sad for them when they listen. But there we go. Just another way that Matt lets us down. Um, but we've got a great show otherwise. John Pickup, can you take the reins and tell us what's on it in Tiny Dancer's absence? I can't. I'm feeling a bit dejected now. I think we'll have to come up with something during the week and get it get it done, even if we jump on another call separately. Should, should we try Should we try and call him again and just cut it out <laughs> if it doesn't work in a bit? Yeah, we'll just do it at the end. Yeah. yeah. Um, so... This week, uh, we're going to look at how our weeks in running's been. I mean, I've been on holiday and you're still injured, so it's not looking great, quick. is it? It'll be quick. It, 
will be. Uh, we're joined by the uh, the very uh, outspoken and outgoing Owen Everard, who joins us for a chat. Um, I have got Matthew Taylor's improvisational comedy down as well. No. Sad face. <laughs> um, but Ben and Emma join us for an amazing part run um, chat. We've already recorded it. It's a really good one. Statman John joins us for the summer showdown. And then thank you, Sim. And that's how I want. Ooh, thank you. Uh, it is, but given that we've not done a lot of running this week, and given that Matt's not here to fall over his words and ruin things, maybe we could have a little bit of proper running chat, couldn't we? Um, what can we talk about? What can we talk about? Oh, I know. You like listening to music, don't you, when you're uh, when you're running? Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Um, top five running playlist songs for when you're trying to go PB. Like, so the ones that you put at the end of the playlist for that last little burst, maybe we could uh, maybe, maybe we could give ours. See, we are pretty much the same person, so they might be the same. But uh, we could do a bit of that. And then maybe that's one that we could set up and ask other members of the team in the future to fill up a bit of time. That could be good, couldn't it? So and maybe, maybe some of the guys that are listening to the like family as well. So putting you on the spot, because we're definitely not prepared for it, JP. If you've got five songs on that playlist, what's the first one on there? First one, see, I'm a rock chick. I, I love a, something with a lot of guitars and a lot of angry drums in there. Um, and a band that took me through my 20s, really. Linkin Park, OG, Crawling. What a Crawling, tune. nice. Yeah, yeah. That get, get, gets the old emotions going, the adrenaline going, doesn't it? Yeah, Crawling by Linkin Park is a good one. Uh, my first one would have to be, and it's it's for the beat as much as anything else, Paper Planes by MIA. Absolute. Tune. If you've never run to it, run to it. It's an absolute tune, but there's just something about the beat that just gets you going. Absolutely awesome. So that's my first one. Go on, John. Second. <sighs> this is really tough just to go for five. Five, mm. five songs isn't enough. Five, five songs mm. don't even get you through. Five K does it? Doesn't, doesn't get me through a kilometer at the minute. <laughs> Um, I'm sticking hard though. I'm sticking rock and podcasts. Link biscuit. It's not the one that you think. It's not rolling. But take a look around the Mission Impossible soundtrack one. Yes. That just when you're feeling like you've run an empty, it just gives you that little bit of an extra buzz to get yes. to get through it. Awesome. Yeah. I'm gonna switch it a little bit. I have got some rock ones in there. Obviously, I'm trying not to make it too samey. I'm gonna go with something that could be described as rock i guess but it's one of those songs that you know when you're feeling a little bit kind of like oh this run's going on for too long i'm struggling with it a little bit i just need to be distracted it's one of those songs that when you listen to the lyrics of it you can't help but smile sing along and get really really into it and it just distracts you from what you're doing so i've always got it in my playlists and that song is hand in my pocket by alanis morissette oh what a tune Mm, banger in it transcends genre i think jaggy little pill is my favorite album of all time and that song in particular it's a bit less depressing than the rest of the album <laughs> but it's a great one to listen to when you're running all right i see you and i raise you if mm-hmm. you're talking left field i'm going musical i'm going great showman from now oh, on yes 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 absolutely storming it's on my playlist as well it's great it's not my top five but it's on there what a song Good one. Right, number three for me. Um, I'm going to go for. Oh, 
this is I've said this on another pod, another podcast or before in the past. But uh, there's a song by Public Enemy uh, that was used for the Paralympics uh, when they were in London back in 2012 and subsequently became the theme song of the last leg um, on Channel 4. And that is harder than you think that will get you pumped up. No questions asked. Absolutely you know what? Public song. Enemy makes me just think of you being drunk because that you can tell that you're going through that when the gangster rap comes out. You love it. <laughs> you stop speaking. There's a point in the night where you, where you stop actually using words and then you just communicate through your Spotify playlist. It's uh, it's yep. a sight to behold. <laughs> Go on then. Three apiece. Watch four. Right then. I'm, I'm going to stick uh, podcast and the podcast anthem and it's going to be Backstreet Boys. I want it that way. Yeah, absolutely. That's another one. Yeah, exactly. You just find yourself bouncing along, getting through it. If we're sticking with 90s pop, then I'll do the same for my fourth one. And I'm going to go with, oh, Umbot by Hanson. (laughs) It's a great great song. I don't, you know what? It was, it was very close between that and um, Truly Madly Deeply by Savage Garden. (laughs) But but got, both as tragic as each other. Both as tragic as each other, but Hanson and Bob just about cut, cuts it. But I would mix things up a little bit at the last minute uh, because I would now not <laughs> put Hanson on. I'd put the Busted and Hanson uh, collab can, that's can been made. Can we just, um, just hold fire for one second? Yeah. Oh, yes, answer. Hiya, mate. You all right? Hey, how are you? Yeah, I'm all right. You free? Yeah, good. Um, so because um, now it's time for episode five of Matthew Taylor improvisational comedy. Did you get that? <laughs> yeah. So Matt, here's your situation. You're at work, <laughs> and uh, oh, I've not really thought of one because I didn't think he'd answer. Um, you're at work, and all of a sudden. Um, there's a fire in the workplace and, well this is getting a bit dark there's a fire in the workplace uh, and there's a lot of emus that are stuck uh, in a cage I don't know why there's emus in a cage at your work that's your job to figure out and you've got to save them and only the only things you've got to help pick the lock and get them to safety are a toothbrush and sure, go what are in this? What are in this cage? Emus. Emus, Matthew. Emus. <laughs> Two fresh and a what? And sure. Uh, sure. Do you believe in love and love? That sure. No, not t-shirt. Share. <laughs> Singer. Sure. <share. laughs> Why would Shag work in a mask like? I don't know, Matt. Why would he be in a cage? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I got a clue. Um, I ain't got time for this. <laughs> Matt, <laughs> Matt, the fire is getting higher. The emus are starting to suffocate. You need to take action now. Shag's losing belief. <laughs> I'll just chew the toothbrush, won't I? I'll chew a toothbrush, make it into a key shape, and that's it. A lock, pick a lock, sorted. You'll, you'll, you'll make the toothbrush into a key shape? How are you going to do that? Yeah. Just chew it. I'll, I'll put it in my mouth and chew it for a bit, and then it'll get again. <laughs> You're going to chew the key? <laughs> chew the toothbrush into a key? Like some weird prison shank movement? 
The Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> okay. Okay, okay, so Matt, you've you've done your key, your toothbrush key, you've opened the yeah. cage, there's nine emus in there. How are you and Shirt going to herd them to get them out? I can't I can't be here. What I want, what? <laughs> <laughs> there's nine emus that you've got to get to safety, Matthew. Nine emus? Yeah. Okay. Well <laughs> I was playing all up. Uh, and I'll ride one out. With what? What are you going to tie up? You've already chewed your toothbrush. You've got nothing left to tie him up with. No, no. Shay's got long hair, haven't you? So I'll just pick it in. Weave it together and tie him up, you know what I mean? Right. Okay. Then what happens? Yeah. He's getting good at this, isn't he? He's, he's, good, good is a relative term. It, less shit than before. So Okay, so you, you, you and Shay are riding the emus out. You and so Joe ride the emus out, yeah? Yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. okay. And what are you going to do? Where are you going to take Cher out to celebrate saving the emus? <laughs> I'm going to take Cher out to celebrate. I don't fucking know. <laughs> 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 that one took us out Wicker in Sheffield. Because it's just that ruin. So, that Wicker? <laughs> we'll ride into Wicker under the arches. And yeah. We're going to Kababish. I was going to say, you're going to take it to Kababish. <laughs> Very good. She's a she's a lucky lady, is she? Matt, are you busy at work, by the way? <laughs> uh, I don't think he's ever busy at work. Are you actually busy, Matt? Uh, sometimes, yeah. I'm not busy now. We're not to do all day, so uh, I'm not right. busy at So. So you probably could have recorded a podcast, really. I probably could have done, yeah. <laughs> well, that's it for another episode of Matthew Taylor. Shut up, Matt. Improvisational comedy. Hang up on him, JP. Love you. Bye. Well, that was wonderful. Oh, I'm so pleased that that happened. There we go. Yeah, it worked, didn't it? Why Why did he call back? <laughs> what was he expecting? What part of him thought, JP might legitimately need me for something, eh? He might have some something that he needs my help with. <laughs> Emus that need saving, maybe. No, uh, what an idiot. Right, where were we up to? You, we, had we both done four? We were on to our fifth one, weren't we? Yeah, yeah. Um... Do you know what? I heard a cover yesterday, Fall Out Boy, one of my favourite bands, because I'm that cool. Um, they covered We Didn't Start the Fire by mm, Billy Joel, mm, and it is unbelievable. Good. good. So it made me listen to the old one, the, the 19... What were it, 89, I think? 80s. Late 80s. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that's going in, because it's just phenomenal. Fall Out Boy or Billy Joel? <sighs> Because the guitar is followed by, of course it is. Well, we're millennials, aren't we? We're millennials. Everything means... I didn't know what was happening in 1989, did I? I was three. So, uh, yeah, good one. Um, and I'm going to finish with an absolute banger. Uh, if you're ever feeling like you can't do it, like you just need something inspirational to get you going again, uh, it's got to be Foo Fighters and it's got to be my hero. Oh, do you know, I've got the lyrics to that song on, on my wall. It's brilliant. <sighs> Beautiful greatest, song. greatest songs of all time, and we're going to go and see them next year, so that's going to be awesome. Um, there we go, five and five. We should make a playlist. We should. We tried that, didn't we, before with the Fartlek like, Files? We have done Fartlek like Family Play, the Fartlek like Files, but why don't we re- bring it back for our um, fart, like a Fartlek like Family Running playlist, and we'll put our ten on to start with, and maybe next week we'll ask Matt. He will say POD. 
boom. It's what he says all the time. It's his one song. He listens to one song. It's POD on on repeat. But he will he'll say that and probably some guy like Happy Hardcore or something weird. Um, but we'll get Matt to do it. We'll get Ben to do it. Emma to do it. Take us through the rest of the series. Maybe get some some fart like families do it, and we'll make the playlist bigger and bigger every week. What do you reckon? Awesome. Sounds good. Sweet Johnny man. Um, uh, how has your weekend running been, dude? Um, do you know what? I, I managed to get 50k in, even though nice. I came back into the country on Thursday morning, um, nice. straight back into the long run, so managed to bosh out 27k, which was really tough, really tough. But um, but yeah, I, I definitely saw a few extra sights in, in uh, Ibiza anyway, the, the club walking dead, there was uh, quite the sights to be seen, um, police everywhere on one day as well, so it was quite entertaining, but far too hot so getting back to this country has been a, a dream really um yeah, and, and running not hot here <laughs> no and I, I did bring the sun back with me though so um it's been pretty decent in lancashire for the last few days um i know ben and emma had a bit of a, a torrential time in red car didn't they but uh, which we're gonna which we're gonna here. hear about soon yeah good uh and, and what about you how's your, how's your ankle feeling better i want to say fingers crossed um my big but well, i say better my big thing that I struggle with more than anything is getting downstairs. It's the movement from my, sh- it's that sh- the shin yeah. coming up to the foot. It doesn't like it. But I've been doing my stretches, doing my physio, been trying. And I woke up yesterday and I got down the stairs, pretty much no drama. And this morning, same. But then I've gone downstairs this evening and it started smarting again a little bit. But I don't know, that's just because. I've been walking around on it. I walked to Morrison's this morning and back. So um, I'm not there yet. I'm definitely not there yet. I'm targeting the football as hopefully being pain-free enough to strap it up and play without it being a stupid thing to do. It's a part of me that knows that, you know, the dynamic movement of football, uh, well, not the way I play football, but potentially dynamic movement of football could mean that it's going to agitate it. It's a bad thing to do. Probably worse than running, to be honest. Um, like Beckham's better title at the World Cup. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, just trying to, you're trying to get me fixed. I'm such a key pivotal part of the football team. Absolutely. Um, ready to play me 30 minutes and have a strop and sub myself off. <laughs> um, but so I, I will make that call in the next couple of weeks. If I can't do it, I'm not going to be stupid. But that's the target. And then from there, it'll be there's about four weeks then to um, five weeks, sorry, to Cardiff. So it's I just really the goal is to get myself up to a place where 30 miles is runnable. I don't care what the time is like we discussed a couple of weeks ago on the show which I thought was a really good chat uh you and Matt really set me straight in a really positive way um and, and reassured me that I was doing the right thing so it's not about time it's not about pace it's just about get out there and I just want to make sure I can run 13 and it mean and that'll be a big achievement for me I think to 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 come back and run that's the way I'm looking at it to come back yeah. and get it done will be a big deal so I'm not worried about anything um and, but yeah. and just going back to me for one second talking about running 13 that is the air goal for me now. Um, mm-hmm. So I know we've, we've been talking about Berlin quite a bit as well as, mm-hmm. you know, because there's a synergy between Matt doing uh, Yorkshire, but great night run, uh, mm-hmm. I'm running it with Neil Marshall. So, you know, the, mm-hmm. the, the aim is to go and do a time there. And then if I'm fit enough after that to then go and do something at, at Berlin, I feel like I've still got some unfinished business this year, but I do want to go and enjoy it. You know, it's yeah. one of the, it's one of the six. It's major. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, and sitting, watching you lot drink Steins of beer, while I'm sat drinking water isn't going to be my idea of fun. So no. I think I might might do that and still still go and put a respectable effort in, I think. Yeah, yeah. We'll see how we go. But we can we can switch our focus on to pushing that little knobhead to doing the amazing things we know oh, he's going to do. You know, I know he's not here, so we can actually wax lyrical about him a little bit because he won't listen back to this either. But, um, you know, I think, I think now we're actually seeing how good he can be. And, 
you know, the, the fact that he's actually got himself sorted, he's mm. such a good runner. So he's, if, he's, if he stays, smash it. If he stays fit, he's going to annihilate it. Facts. Absolutely. Facts. Um, so yeah, go ahead, Matt. Um, good. Okay. And we'll never say anything nice about him again. Oh, fuck him. He's a prick. <laughs> um, so that's that. Good. Good chatter. Uh, killed twenty minutes there. We managed to get Matthew Taylor improvisational comedy in. We've maybe made a new segment up, and we found out how we're each doing. So I think that's pretty solid, JP. Professional as ever. Um, let's get on to the main guest. Let's get on to the main chat. You introduced him very well in the uh, in the starting bit. Uh, Owen Everard, uh, Doctor Owen Everard, of course. Um, very very experienced runner, international runner. Uh, but this pod, this chat is just to. I've said it a couple of times, but just to line it up for people, it's a bit different to the normal chats. He didn't want to talk about himself. He didn't want to talk about his running journey. He uh, came on the show to talk from his professional experience about um, how people can get better at running. That's what he does for a living. Um, he has some ideas, some thoughts. He's very, very um, driven in his in his in his opinions and and, and his um, uh, methods. He is very, very assertive in them. He's got his own ideas. Some of them you might be like, oh, I've not heard that before. Oh, that sounds a bit different to what other people have said. So take it as as it's intended, which is advice. You can take advice. You can leave advice. Um, but he's a good dude. He's really passionate about his craft. Um, it's an enjo- it was an enjoyable conversation, and and I think you'll enjoy it as well. So let's go and have a chat to Doctor Owen Everard, shall we, JP? Yeah, absolutely. Let's roll it. Now I have a feeling that it might be an educational one today, so sit back, get comfy, because school is in session. My guest today is himself, an experienced international runner who on his own journey has posted some absolutely mouthwatering times and is the current 3K European Indoors Masters champion. But we're here to pick his brains, not just on how he got there, but on how others can too. Uh, with a PhD in biomechanics uh, and a, as a chartered physio, we're going to try and use and abuse his expertise to find out how anyone uh, can achieve, but more importantly, to maintain their own personal running goals. Today, I'm joined by the absolutely awesome Owen Everard. How are we doing today, mate? Rob, thanks so much for having me on the call. Absolute, absolute legend, mate. No problem at all. So uh, normally uh, we've had a little bit of a preamble, haven't we? Uh, yeah, we coordinated that. That's like, uh, you know, when they uh, knock on a door and the person's so surprised, but yeah, if they're mic'd up, I was like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, so then someone gives him £100 that they definitely... Yeah, what are you here. doing here? It's like, well, you've got a mic on you, so you must have met somebody or yeah. else you're just walking around with the right equipment. Good old social media, just ruin, ru- ruining <laughs> our false sense of expectation. Um, listen, mate, we've got loads we can talk about, so yeah, I'm really. not going to flap my guns for too long. Normally, um, we would start by getting into your own running journey, talking about your experiences, your your history uh, with the sport. But we've we've spoken a little bit already and said that we can probably forego a lot of that, can't we? And let's let's get into to what you're good at, which is helping other people and talking on a few key subjects that runners of any ability, any standard, any capability um, can really get a bit of benefit out of. Before we get into that, though, just give me a real whistle stop tour about who you are, yeah. what you've done, how you got to where you are now. So I've been running for about uh, 20 years. Say on the running side of things, I'm the I just won the world uh, over 35 3k championships um i'm i'm a soldier then (laughs) yeah sub four minute miler sub 14 minutes so like 1358 for 5k ran sub 30 last year um so 2950 for 10k uh like 49 minutes for 10 miles and 757 so uh for 3k so nice little wide uh span of distances then as i said i have a a PhD in biomechanics, like looking at human movement, and I'm a chartered physio. And then 
I do Pilates at sports Pilates for runners at Everard E V E or A R D Pilates.com. Lovely. So needless to say, running's a pretty big part of your life then. Yeah, massive. Like, you know, it's as you said, it's funny, it's well, I have this great group of friends and stuff like that. And uh it just be it's like a habit. You know, I think people say motivation, but a lot of running is just habit. It just would feel so weird if I didn't have it. And then I think the other thing people really need to do is write it down always have a have a plan i think that's something the the normal runner doesn't do it's like anytime say like i have a structured plan for like 11 months of the year i uh, know maybe 10 10 and a half and then you'd have your say two weeks off three weeks off and then the other three weeks is like just do it by feel and that is the hardest three weeks of my year because i'm waking up thinking what will i do and once you give yourself that like decision you might decide well i might run today you know, whereas like when it's all written down, like it's easy then to like fit life around it. So um, yeah, that's something I see that people, you know, just more recreational runners sometimes don't do. It's it's lit, let, left up a little bit to chance. They need to write it down. It needs to be on like a an Excel spreadsheet or somewhere for like the next four weeks. So it's it's kind of planned out. Yeah, we could go into so many different different subjects. So let's let's just see where the conversation takes us, if that's all right. Um, you mentioned then about balance between you know a plan, having recovery, um, maybe coming off plan for a little while, and and maybe having a, a small amount of time where you run to feel before the next big thing kicks in. Um, is is there something that you see commonly in your line of work that works well as as a dynamic as as a as a combination like you, you mentioned there that you'll have the x amount of time off you'll then have x amount of time where yeah y amount of time where you just run a little bit do, do you find that there's there's a good formula to how you structure your running year or is it different per person do you think i think what you want to do is you need like different variations so i find that people get too samey um in their training don't do that well so or can have issues so it's the person who's going from like say the autumn marathon straight into a spring marathon straight into another marathon where um having a big having peaks is really good the so like maybe if you're doing an autumn marathon okay maybe it's like in at christmas time you're doing a, a 5k or a 10k you know so you're getting that kind of speed into the speed back into your body um and then you might target like say a half marathon in the spring or something like that before a break and then you build to your marathon prep again the other the other thing I see two things there is said like one is people not having like that kind of day to day week to week plan. That's really important. The other thing as well is not like not structuring training. If I'm doing it, I have like what we call like a fundamental block um, then a specific box block. So a fundamental block might be like six to eight weeks of just like good aerobic training now we usually would do sessions like our workouts on a wednesday and a saturday um but they might be just like really building the aerobic base good solid solid training being done into kind of specific work where like depending on your goal uh for you know like six weeks it could be say for the fight get safer the park run for example once you've got past say like the park runs to do every week are great and it's something that keeps people motivated but what I recommend, say, if someone's doing their park runs, I know you had your, um, your, your, uh, my faux pas. Yeah, yeah, yeah your, uh, <laughs> your, uh, you know, big uh, challenge there on the park run between you. So, but I would just take it that, like, say, if I'm in that fundamental block, 
do the park run, but do it as like a tempo or do it as a, like, don't have it just as a, a flat out race every week because that really plateaus people. So I think the recreational athletes, especially your, your 5K, 10K runner, it's a little bit on it's it's a little bit too unstructured like they're not they're not taking a time to like build a good base and then they're not taking time to get really like dialed in specific and then having like four weeks of where then hit it like a really hard park run every second week you know and maybe the one in between you're just like doing it you know uh maybe like 10 minutes at like zone three or marathon pace and then two threshold loops and then doing a minute on minute off for five minutes and that's going to give you a really dialed in session and then you do the park run harder next week and you're going to see bigger pbs that way so um there are key things i see i said either not having a day-to-day week-to-week structure constantly doing the same type of training for especially for marathon runners and not letting their body get back to different stuff or for the 5k runner the park run runner it's like they're just doing park runs week in, week out, and they're not ever thinking, okay, like how am I actually going to get this a lot faster? And that involves like a fundamental aerobic block, specific block, and then kind of racing block. It's really interesting because I think that last point you've made especially really resonates. When you come to marathon running, I think people almost scare themselves into a plan a lot of the time, don't they? Because yes. of what the undertaking. So yes, you'll, exactly. e- even if it's just going on to runner's world and, and grabbing one of the free 14 weeks, yeah, whatever, yeah. run it in five hours, whatever, fine. But oftentimes when it comes to those those middle distances, we almost maybe mislabel them as a recovery period or as a, yes, an intermittent yeah. block between when we go into our next spring marathon. And it feels like from what you're saying that there's potentially a lot of untapped potential, regardless of the caliber of runner. Oh, if you're not if you're not looking at that, say, at 8, 12, 40, whatever time frame block it is, as my goal is to get my 5K down. You're possibly doing yourself out of a, yeah, exactly. a, a pretty impressive PB. 100 percent. That's and that's 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 a much better way of putting it, Rob, than I put it, that like we do have those 12 week blocks. So we might just edit your bit out and just put this as I came up with this idea. <laughs> Take credit for it. It's fine. We're in it together. So I have a good idea here, Rob. Right? Um, no, but exactly that, that people do follow a plan and how rudimentary. But there is like this transition for the distance. But we never do that for a speed or intensity. And as well, it's because, because, as you said, people can get around 5K. And that's fine when people are getting around. But if you've been doing a few park runs regularly, you do want to get a better time. And there is a lot more uh, focus. And there should be more focus on that anyway. I, I feel like there's such an overemphasis on, like, for the ego, running marathons or running half marathons. It's just so you can say you did it. Whereas, like... You know, where as you said, people aren't focusing on getting their their five k down to, time down. There's people doing like thirty minute five k's, maybe training three times a week, and going, oh, I'm going to run train for a marathon now. It's like you're not ready for that, and you're going to actually, your good chance you're going to hurt yourself doing just even trying to prepare for that. And it's like actually, you know what? There's a lot of space to get down to sub twenty five, and then sub twenty three, and sub twenty two, and you know. If you can break 20 for the for 5k, that's a great time, you know? Mm, yeah, it's really interesting. Let's let's segue from there then, because th- with the time that this episode's going to be going out, speaking of autumn marathons, there's got to be a lot of people who are, are in ramping up that training, session, yeah. that training block. They're probably going to be three, four weeks into it. 
Yeah. Um, there okay. may be some first time marathoners out there who are doing it. Um, uh, their inaugural attempt at it, who may have just picked up a plan off runner's world, who may not have enlisted the help of a coach, who may not have that experience of, well, I, I always think, you know, you learn from what you do wrong as much as anything else, but they may not have had those experiences. Let's talk about when you are going into that world of a marathon training block and you see those number of miles on that plan ramping up from what you may have been running previously. Recovery, rest, recuperation, everything that sits around lacing shoes and going out for a run are going to become absolutely imperative for people. What are some of the hints and tips that you could give to first time or, or, or inexperienced marathon runners to really make sure that they're not putting themselves at risk, as you mentioned before, at hurting themselves during that, that training block? The first one, right, is if any training session, never, ever, ever, ever now i said ever never five times there, so, <laughs> so you meant it <laughs> so i meant it um run over three hours even if that means you only get to 17 miles 18 miles like that's too long a distance for someone who's for even if like you're going to get the chance of injury is is as high there as it is doing 26 on the day do you okay. know like you know because so some people can have i need to hit 20 even though that might mean that they're out for like three and a half, four hours. It's like we see way better results for people capping the long distance on feet run two, three hours. Interesting. So that, yeah, yeah, that would be a big one. I think keeping up um, some kind of like, obviously I do sports Pilates, so take this with a pinch of salt. I'm going to like recommend that, but some kind of like recovery work, some kind of muscle work, because obviously a, a marathon, it's a lot of repetitive action. It's a lot of slow stuff. So it's like the muscles aren't being used. So you need something to help take the pressure off the joints. So even if it's like, say if you're training four days a week, we would recommend on a fifth doing Pilates, doing the gym, doing something that's waking up the muscles so they take some pressure off. Um, I, can I, I can I kind of answer this slightly different? So the first yeah. one getting getting around it is is fine or whatever but the problem i see and i i try help um you know like our pilates clients we do like kind of like sample training running in the marathon so they're starting now is is the over reliance on the long run for the marathon so there should be four things that you should be kind of hitting in your prep so when everyone's doing it in like a one week block i think a two week block works way better for a marathon so in that you would do like say uh you were like you could have a 5 10k type training now that might be like say 10 minutes of ha like marathon pace work then like say 10 by one minute on one minute off and then 10 minutes of marathon so still a bulky like 30 minute session but you're getting that like turning some hills something just to keep that like efficiency because if you're only going out doing those time on your feet long runs that are way slower than marathon pace on the day when you run marathon pace it's going to feel like it's going to feel too fast for you mm -hmm. you know so you want something that keeps that little turnover in there like that 10k pace you know a quarter of the distance the next thing that you want is you want to be working on um obviously time time on feet getting the distance up to like you know your 18 your 20 miles um I said, but capping it at three hours as, as long as you go, you can do that easy. The next thing you want to do is keep in some what we call like I do it on heart rates, marathon heart rate or lactic threshold work, because that's going to build the aerobic base 
in the zones that you need it. So, you know, like five by seven minutes at marathon heart rate, um, off a minute. And I would recommend everybody does this, get a lactic test, do it off heart rate. Like pace is just arbitrary. You're just guessing what pace you're going to run. That's the third type of session you're going to do. So like say five by seven minutes at marathon pace, four by six minutes or four by five minutes at like lactic threshold pace, like 80% work. Um, Cause that's really going to build the aerobic base appropriately for the marathon. And then the last thing is every second week or at least every third week, depending on your standard. Like if you're only at a 70 minute run, you might need to do more of those time on your feet runs just to get that up in the time, you know, tracking back but what people don't do is practice marathon pace on kind of like tired legs okay so what i recommend is like say i'm even doing it with a group there that if if some of them are only at 90 minutes the next run we're doing will be like 45 minutes uh easy and then they're going to do like say five minutes uh marathon kind of effort five minutes easy and do that for the next say like for like 30 minutes and then just do a 10 to 15 minutes kind of cool down and it just gets you used to early um early you know getting used to running at at that pace when you are tired so mm. people overemphasize just that one element of that get the time on the feet and then especially if you've done a marathon or two or you want to do well like you need to be hitting those other things and i guarantee you're going to do a lot better than the person who's just slogging out this one long run and the rest of the week is this rubbish yeah i mean it, it, it i mean what you're saying is really really i mean i don't keep saying the word interesting but it is it's it is a slightly different angle to what you hear a lot of the time from people around the value of you know long run is king and as long as you get a long run in then everything yeah. else kind of falls and follows and um, but you see but, you see in a ways and i don't mean to be insulting but it's like in the land of the blind the one-eyed man is king mm. so a lot of times people are listening to people who just ran a marathon and like like doing a three-hour marathon is brilliant right but so if someone has done a three-hour marathon and someone's like trying to break forward or listen to that person but that person might be capable of a two and a half hour marathon if they knew the physiology of the thing so just because someone's done that and they've done what you think is relatively good it's like you know they're they're missing out on a lot of the other things that would physiologically work for them comes back to the point you made in that last bit you were talking about about how pace in essence is quite arbitrary because completely yeah it, it, your body your body doesn't work to pace at all ben, no. ben ben from our podcast would love you he's, he's all about heart rate um and can i just say like those tests are like i don't know why i think more recreation than athletes there's <laughs> it's more of a psychological thing i don't think they feel like they're worthy of it they're only about 100 pounds like yeah. you might get them less if you got one of them tests done ever in your life you would have the results forever more and yet people aren't so like one heart rate strap and one test ever because I got my first test done when I was about 18. I'm now like 37. My heart rate is down like three beats. The speed gets better. The external things get improved. Internal is always the same. The amount of lactic I produce is roughly the same. My heart rate r- will work roughly the same. And like, you know, you're just saying you're going on holidays with kids like we say someone wants to break three hours one they might never have broke it they might have done three hours 10 before so it's like like they're targeting everything off this time they want to hit as opposed to like well like who's to, who you've never ran that and then right not only that it's like you're you're like i don't know sorry if you have a boy or a girl like but like say uh 
like your imaginary child here gets <laughs> sick and you get a bit of a cold but the plan says i need to hit these in like seven minute miles so do whatever no 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 if you're on a heart rate and you're feeling like because it's you've got up before work and it's early or you're a little bit run down or it allows you to like protect yourself as you go and all of a sudden then when you taper then when you come good you're you're at the you're at the time no problem well well you say it like that it makes perfect bloody sense doesn't it but I don't um, know what, but honestly rob i like have we have a group now we have like about 100 in the group and i'm offering this like basically for free like like because they pay for the pilates anyway so we're just given i just want i just want them when people are training for it to do the right things and it's like do you mean to, like one girl look, oh, it's not the right time i'm like this isn't you have to be fit it's like you, you'll get fitter your times will improve your but your lactics and the heart rate will roughly be the same you'll just be faster at those heart rates mm-hmm. that, does that make sense like it does if i i run at like if i'm my marathon pace off heart rate is say 160 beats per minute if i'm hardly unfit i could be two minutes slower but it's always going to be 160 beats like you know so but it's just funny i don't know why people don't do it it's not even that expensive like yeah yeah it's, it's not the focus is it i guess and the, the, the focus something they, if they understood it like i think they'd and if they got one once anyone who, like this is i don't even sell these this isn't like i'm yeah, saying yeah. like i'm saying that to my people it's like i've no need i like i no need to, i should just be talking here about pilates like yeah. non-stop but it's like no this is like if you could get this done it's going to be change your training completely yeah let's talk about some of the other good behaviors that sit around around running around plans stretching i'm sure you've got some very very strong opinions on stretching uh pete uh, as i can tell from the first 20 minutes you've got strong opinions on everything which i absolutely love um i'm actually loving this chat you know that it's like you know it right now it's like kind of half five i've done a day's work i was a little bit energy wasn't great but energy is buzzing now yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll be out for a run to heart rate afterwards won't you all that adrenaline i've done it already um, <laughs> um let's uh let's talk about stretching then um people don't do it fact they just don't yeah people don't do it i'm guilty of it what are the dangers in your professional experience of not doing it but equally how much can we improve our performances by making sure that we've got a proper routine in there not just before and after a run but built into our weekly plan there's like there's two ways you can do it because i'm not great for stretching either but i do like the pilates which obviously includes like yeah. say deep anyone who wants you can get a free trial of that as well as to, <laughs> yeah just we'll, we'll plug like, all that, not, yeah it's like that i think but um Basically, I do it like we just do one class a week of 45 minutes. You know, you're sitting, you're sitting on your ass basically for like eight, 10 hours a day. And then you're not going to be able to just go out. Like, I always find it funny when people come to me with like back pain or hip pain and like they're there and they're like, oh, I'm doing my stretch, like my glute stretch, you know, the one across and like my back and my hips still sore. It's like you sit on your ass 10 hours a day and you thought this like 30 second stretch was going to do what exactly? Like, um you know so or you could do it like some people are good as they're doing their running they could just do maybe five minutes of like strength work or five minutes of like stretching and again i think it's like i think either one of them would work you know even just like five minutes and i think it's like you've got to work out what what's best for you i know when i come back in after a run i'm toast i'm just going to get my like 
I'm getting my smoothie, I'm going for a shower, I'm getting on with my day. So even for the Pilates, I'll either go and do it like on a on my rest day when I normally run or I'm going to do the Pilates or I'm going to do my stretching before I go out. Because sometimes people ask me, what's the best time? It's like the best time is whenever you'll do it. Because as you say, Rob, people just don't do it. So I think it's like, like we were saying where you write out the plan, it's like you need to be intentional. This is the stuff nobody likes to do. So a lot for, I think the majority of people, it should be like maybe five minutes either before a run, or you might just want to do a 45 minute block once a week, whatever would work best for you. But it makes such a difference. Like I get so many texts and things of people who have these like hamstring tendinopathies, like Achilles pain. And it's like running, right? See, the problem with running, running is brilliant for cardiovascular health and burning calories. But what it doesn't do is it doesn't work the muscles. So that's why you never hear a runner say like, I tore my hamstring or I tore my quad, like the way a soccer player would, because we don't use the muscles. It's all like plantar fasciitis, Achilles tendonitis, hamstring tendinopathy, hip pain, knee pain, back pain. It's all the joints and the ligaments. So you need something. And then as well, it's a small range of motion. So you need something that's going to like activate the muscles or move it through the range of motion, as you're saying. And that isn't running. So sometimes we think, well, I'm doing my running. But just to keep the body healthy, you just need something else. And you can either do it like a 45-minute block or you could do it maybe like five minutes to make up like half an hour during the week. Makes sense. Um, we would be amiss um, if we got to the end of this chat and we hadn't talked a little bit more in depth about the Pilates. It's something that you're super passionate about. It's it's a big part of, of, of you and, and your running your career as well. So um, if somebody is completely new to Pilates and never really – um, incorporated into any kind of exercise and doesn't really know what it is talk to me a little bit about about pilates as a beneficiary in exercise and, and and a little bit more about how you incorporate it into the the bigger picture from a running perspective yeah like so you get better at running by running but what you're really trying to do here is there's kind of a couple of ways it can help the first is that injury prevention piece as we said great for running great for calories cardiovascular health not good for like strengthening the muscles and if you don't do that the ligaments the joints and and the uh, tendons get overloaded so you need something that's basically it's like me and you went to the pub rob if i if someone starts a fight on you and i'm there like i'm there to help diffuse to help you if i'm asleep in my bed you're on your own if the muscles aren't woken up your ligaments the ten, they just have to do all the stuff on themselves so if you but if you have something in the week that's essentially waking up the muscles they'll naturally take the pressure off your joints when you're running it's just natural you don't even have to do anything so that but it also then helps with that running economy running economy is essentially there's three things that make someone a good runner vo2 max which you can't really ch- change your lactic threshold which you can improve and you know having the heart rate is the best way to do that but that 80 percent running really helps there and running economy how efficient or how smooth you are so it's like if you have like the tires flat if you when you're running are like twisted or losing energy so when you hit the muscle isn't that strong so it's not bouncing back bouncing you forward or when you hit and you're kind of slightly off every time you're there you're not not all your energy is going forward. So it's doing something like Pilates gets you moving more smoothly. It's like putting oil on a chain and it allows you to move uh, more in a direct direction. It is tough as well, but we, our one is just, everyone's a beginner at the start. Runners, 
I don't like doing it. Like, like we go on a summer break now and I haven't done it for two weeks. I need to get back in. Like, this is like, oh, I, that's why I was like, I'll start a course. But if anyone wants it, if they, they can try a free trial. Honestly, it doesn't bother me if you ever take it on afterwards. But what I would recommend is try the exercises and don't just look at it. Do like, you know, commit yourself to 45 minutes at least one time in your life. Like I have wasted at least an, an hour on YouTube just today. Yeah. And people be like, oh, I have no time. It's like, come on, like, come on. You can just split it into bits. Um, so it's E-V-E-R-A-R-D Pilates, P-I-L-A-T-E-S dot com. Uh, you'll just see a free trial button in the top. Fill in your details. It's your email, your name. Uh, you'll get a class. We don't have money going on at the moment, but you'll be in for like the September one when we're going. And as I said, like, honestly, it makes no difference to me because I lecture as well. So it's kind of like a part time thing. But I, I love. The the messages you get are just unbelievable, like, um, but try it and don't just look at it. Literally just try it once, because what it would do is one, it would show you the type of exercises you need to do to stay healthy. And two, it would show you the type of intensity you need because people kid themselves and it's not like hard to do, like form wise, you get better as we talk you through it. But you need these muscles burning like people just we're just natural like creatures that don't like to be, you know, like challenged, you know, yeah. like we get good at it running. And I love like once you're outside, it's easier. But yeah, it's just having something like that, get it burning, at least open your eyes of this is the standard I need to get to and do it in any way you want. Yeah, no. It, it, and and, and I, I think the point you've made that resonates is is what why not try it if it's something that could help why not give it a go and 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 see how that can help your wider running experience your wider health and fitness experience um uh as part of a bigger picture yeah like the, i'm not, not joking like the amount of messages i get on to some of the whatsapp groups of it's just really weird because a lot of people are coming in with half marathons now or mm-hmm. time so i'm just getting a couple more than normal but it's just like Oh, I've never ran this far. We had a girl, she was at 20 miles for the first time. She was having like stress fractures, hamstring tendinopathy. She was going to travel four or five hours to see me. She's in Donegal. I'm down the bottom of the country. I was like, just do this Pilates for a while. Because 95% of the problems runner get, they're all the same. You know, once you're doing these generic things of you need good movement in your ankle, good movement in your hip, good stability in your knee, good stability in your lower back, it fixes a lot of things. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, I think we've covered an awful lot in 29 minutes. So Jeez, as we start, flew. it's absolutely flown by. So as we start thinking about winding down, let's just summarise in your expert opinion, both as a runner yourself and in the field of work. Um, if somebody and I'm not going to talk about times because we've been very clear that time should not define our goals. Um, they should merely yeah. be they should merely be an achievement that comes from the work we do prior to it. So. In terms of somebody wanting to improve, let's say, improve their running experience and their running capabilities. Just give me a little bit of a summary, not just, I guess, of the things we've already spoken about, but also anything that we've not maybe touched upon in, in a minute or two about, about what people need to be focused, what are the headlines that people need to be focusing on. Search lactic test. Say if you're in Newcastle, lactic test Newcastle. Like a lot of the universities do it. Book a test for yourself. If you want, you can just everardpilates at gmail.com. You can email me, say, I listen to you on What the Fire Click podcast. I'm never, ever going to do your Pilates, but here are the results. I'll give you your, the five zones that you should have. If you've got one test in your life, 
it would dramatically change your running experience because a lot of people are flogging themselves and they wouldn't do it. The next thing then I would do is make sure that you have a schedule out. And like you said, Rob, even if it's for the, especially if it's for the 5K, because people don't do it or the 10K, go, okay, I'm going to like build a good aerobic base here, then start doing more specific stuff here. And then I'm going to have like three or four races where I'm trying to really run as fast as I can over maybe a six week period, as opposed to just doing a run every week. Um, And then lastly, yeah, maybe just try out the sports Pilates. It'll just it will just teach you how to keep healthy and what some of the moves are like. And you might find, God, those bridges or those single leg deadlifts are ones that I struggle with. And even if you never did the course, they could be there. And they, they would be things that would really help people. Sounds good to me, mate. Plenty of food for thought, I'm sure, for people listening. Um, we will share all of your uh, bits and bobs that we've touched on over the course of the last 30 minutes uh, in our social media and also in the bio to this episode. So please go over and check out all the good stuff that Owen's up to. Uh, anything that we've missed, mate, before I let you get back to your busy, before I let you go out for another No, I'll just plug one more thing. I have, a, I have a free book. It's called everardpilates.com forward slash book. And it's called How to Get to the Line in the Best Shape Possible. Let's give some of the stuff that we were talking about here. Check it out. It's free. It's just a PDF. We'll, we'll make sure we get that shared as well. Listen, man, thank you so much for your time. I certainly feel a bit Rob, more I educated. I love that. I love that. Honestly, anytime, I'd love to come back on. Absolutely amazing. Thanks so much. And that, my fine six-foot friend, was uh, was Owen Everard. What do you reckon? Yeah, really good chat. Um, definitely thought-provoking, to say the least. It shows that I don't stretch enough. I, I, always, I know this. Um, I think we all need to take a little leaf out of his book for stretching and strength and conditioning. But, yeah, good chat. Yeah, it definitely has his opinions, doesn't he? And it's, and has his convictions. You know um, what? I quite like that, though. Yeah, straight too. down the line. Yeah. 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 Why not? You take what you want out of these conversations, don't you? Absolutely. If you if you agree with him, great. If you don't agree with him, great. But you might have learned something. You might have reinforced your own beliefs by disagreeing with what he's saying. It doesn't matter. But he was a good dude. He has to be on the podcast. He gave us his time and he gave us his expert opinion for free. So there we go. Uh, happy, happy days. Thank you very much. Owen, do check him out if you want to find out more, particularly about Pilates, which I still don't 100% know what it is. Um, so we need to do a bit of parkrun chat, don't we, JP? We've got plenty left in the podcast uh we've got parkrun we've got a new segment that ben has mentioned so we want to do that as part of parkrun and then of course the main event the thing that people are really here to hear and that is the uh summer showdown game week four results yes okay cool let's do it then in the absence of matt to do anything stupid let's just introduce him parkrun power couple ben and emma here ben and emma how we doing yeah good thanks hello how are we very well, thank you. Uh, probably better that Matt, in the absence of Matt, to be honest. It feels like the show is going a lot more smoothly and professionally without him. He does bugger all when he's here, so yeah. No, no improvisational comedy. I mean, that's. Oh. Ah, ha, 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 ha. You'll have to listen. You'll have to listen to this episode ever, unless what me and. JP are planning on doing in the previous segment that we've not recorded yet. Doesn't work. And then, yeah, you're right, Emma. No improvisational comedy this week. <laughs> I think I know what's coming. Anyway. Or, po- or possibly the best ever improvisational comedy. Um, uh, topping even Pierre Lecoq. So let's get into part run chat, guys. We've got loads to get through this evening. 
ready for people's del- listening delight in uh, on Thursday morning. Um, park run. Uh, you were, of course, park running, as you always do. If anyone is brand new to this podcast, uh, Ben and Emma are our, our resident uh, cow club cuties, the park run power couple. They are. What did Matt come up with? Matt came up with a nickname for you last week. It was a bit shit, but I didn't want to like put him down because he's being creative. Position bingo posse, I think. Position yeah. bingo posse. How did I remember that? It was I don't know. I don't know. It clearly had an effect on you. Yeah, I was going to say, it didn't have the same reaction, did it? Anyway, um, uh, you guys love Part Run, and you go all over the country for Part Run, even beyond sometimes, and you come on the podcast every single week, and you tell us all about it, give people some ideas of places to go, things to do, and maybe just to get a little bit more excited about the idea of this incredible free Saturday morning activity that we call Park Run. So let's get straight into it, you two. Where did you go? What did you get up to? Who did you go with? What happened? Tell us all about it. Please don't be shit. Please don't be shit. Oh, yeah. The last two have been terrible, haven't they? No, no, no. The last one was good. Uh-huh. The last one was amazing. Alderley Park. Oh, I wasn't was in it. Oh, no. <laughs> you, you, you just assumed it was shit because you weren't in it. Main character energy from Captain Cars once again. He's back <laughs> in the UK and he's centre stage. Ben and Emma, I'm so sorry that Brad Pitt's got a problem. Carry on. <laughs> A few too many mojitos there, Mr. Pickup, I think. Um, mm. You didn't listen very well last week. Um, right, so there's a bit of a backstory to this one. Go on, El, um, tell them. Um, well, we planned to meet Alana and James, um, our northeast friends, and Neil Marshall and whoever else wanted to come on at a seaside park run. We've been planning this for ages. We picked a date in August thinking, surely the weather can't be that bad. Yeah. I mean, we did say earlier in the week, if the weather's really bad, we'll just we'll we'll get a plan B. We were looking at North Allerton instead. And then we just thought, how bad can it be? Let's just go to the seaside. So we went to Redcar. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we did. Just up near Saltburn. Up just a bit further north than Whitby and Saltburn. Uh Redcar and bit, yeah, bit, it, of a, bit, bit, bit of a drive then. <laughs> no, not massively. I think it was about an hour and a half. Okay. So it's Still, it might seem far away with it being on the coast, but it's still, it categorises in our pretty local park runs. So, uh, but yeah, like Em said, it's a seaside one. And what, what we've always said is we want to save the seaside ones for nice days so we can spend a day there and actually enjoy the seaside because you don't get much of a seaside in Barnsley. Um, so, but then we thought, fuck it, we're going to do it anyway. Even though it's pissing it down with rain, we'll go and do it. So we did, we all went and there was Alana James, there was Neil, there was Danny. Um, have I forgot anyone? Uh, Laura, Laura Hall, Team Red. Come on, Team Ben. Um, that's four, four Team Burgundy as well that you just mentioned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not bothered by them. Only three of them wore their t-shirt, by the way. Um, and and so so we went up and we met them at Redcar and it was absolutely chucking it down. Um, quite funnily, Danny Danny is quite resident to Redcar, I believe, so he had a bit of inside information and uh, he messaged us all the night before <laughs> and he he turned around and he he, he said, uh, right, um, don't use the car parks at the park, park here. So we're all driving up, I'm driving up, driving, and M goes, oh, they're going to park at this car park, we're going in. So yeah, all right. So then so then we get a bit, little bit closer and M checks the phone and goes, all right, Alana's parked in this car park now. Uh, and what did Danny do? I, I think Alana went, um, where are you? And Danny went, I'm in the car park next to the park. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, 
I'm where you've told me to park. Park <laughs> <laughs> somewhere else so that so the spaces were free for him. Yeah, yeah. I was, but, I was gonna say it's, it sounds like the car park gets busy. And he didn't want tourists taking his spot. Yeah, to be fair, yeah. So, so luckily we read it just as we were pulling in, so we just diverted into the car park at the park, and it was absolutely chucking it down. Neil, James, and Laura all ran over from where they were parked. They couldn't be asked to move their cars, so that's fair enough. Um, wandered into the park. Lovely little park. It's only it's only very small. Um. But it's beautiful. It's really well kept. It's got a nice pond in the middle. Loads of Pete Marshall's friends in the middle as well. Quack. Uh, quack, quack. It's got tennis courts in there. It's got a tiny little cafe in there. And I'm sure on a nice sunny day, it'd look beautiful. But it was piss wet through. Mm-hmm. So um, so we went, we said hello. Little team. Hardly anybody came because it was pissing it down, of course. Um, how many times have I said pissing it down yet? Quite a few. Anyway, okay, so so we did a little, little warm ups and then we got our brief. What was the what was the first time as brief like, Em? Um, it's possibly the worst one I've ever heard. Um, it, I think he literally did just say follow the other runners, uh, keep right, uh, to let the faster runners come through. And I think that was it, really. It was just like you know what you're doing. Yeah. Okay. Quite quick. Did did, did he want to get out of the rain? Was that maybe I, I the? Think it was more that he did the uh, little build-up at the beginning as well, and he definitely thought he was a bit of a comedian. Yeah, yeah, he, he, he had it. He it was quite funny. He had a yellow cap on that said "Park Run Volunteer," didn't he, or something? Self-made, I believe. Um, but anyway, he was there doing a job, and we love volunteers. And yeah, it might not have been the most in-depth, in-depth run brief, but it was. You don't need it. I mean, no, it's park running. It you just. You just run, follow the signs, follow the marshals. Follow um, the bloke in front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Follow the kid in front. So off we went to the start. Start and finish are slightly different. Um, and it's flat. It's super flat. Um, so I'd said in the chat, in the days leading up, so I'm going to turn my legs over here. So Neil Marshall said, well, I'll join you. Um, so off we went. And it was, it was just basically flat the whole way around. Very twisty. There's quite a few turns in there, ones where you have to really slow down, especially in the wet when you've got your vapour flies on, which have zero grip. A um, couple of turns where you're coming back on yourself as well, wet bridges. But, but yeah, pretty fast. I'm sure it'd be a lot faster on a dry day. Um, but loved it. Neil flew around the first lap. I was hanging on to his coattails for the first lap. And then just at the end of the first lap, he started dying. So I took over. I paced the second lap, but then at the end of the third, end of the second lap, I was like, "I'm dying, Neil. You go." And it off he went, and somehow I managed to cling on to him, and, uh, and then it became down to a whole team brown, team red rivalry. And mm, I like it. Last last few hundred meters, pitiow, off I went and uh, dusted him. Team red wins anyway. Um, but but yeah, we had, we had a great run. No, in all fairness, Neil Neil did really well. He was he was really strong and really rapid. He let you win because it's not worth the hassle. Of... Yeah. <laughs> I think he needed a position seven for his position bingo. Yeah, so. sure. So, um, but yeah, I I mean I enjoyed it at that kind of pace. It was nice. You got to overtake people. We saw James and Alana on the way. We never caught you, did we? No, he didn't catch me. So I ran with Laura. It's the first time I've met Laura Hall. Uh, absolutely lovely. We had a chatty run round. It was really nice. Um, James came running past us. He was determined to beat Danny, uh, which he did. 
mm-hmm. which is surprising because I overtook James on the start of lap three, but I never saw Danny. I think James started putting a sprint in. Uh, or if he I... really wanted to be Danny for some reason, and Danny was not bothered because he had a race the next <laughs> the, the, yeah, best, yeah. the best kind of rivalry is only one person knows it's going on. If I did see Danny, I, I, I ran past him and just didn't even notice because he didn't have his T-shirt on anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we all really enjoyed the run, didn't we? Alana put in a good sprint finish as well. I didn't see it, but she told me about it. And uh, and then you're in a tennis, you finish on the tennis courts and I was barcode scanning afterwards, stood in the absolute tipping down rain. You lot scanned and buggered off straight away to go and get dry or hide under shelter and uh, that's the point we forgot about that we I was chatting to one of the barcode scanners a really nice guy loved hearing about the podcast loved hearing about the t-shirts and everything that goes with it summer showdown telling him all about that and uh, and I think he might actually listen to this so uh, oh, what's what's his name Ben um his name will be revealed when he comes <laughs> Well, welcome, mystery barcode scanner, whose name Ben definitely remembers. Quick, check the volunteer list. Yeah, yeah, check the volunteer list for Saturday gone. Well, I'm just as guilty because one of the other volunteers, a lady, grabbed me at the end and she asked what the T-shirts were about and about the podcast. And she says, I'm doing the run report, so uh, what's it called? I want to find it. And she did tag the podcast in it, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, one thing she really wanted to point out which is really important she's like we are not Tyneside we are North Yorkshire mm. do not call red <laughs> on the podcast I'm like okay, okay. I, wasn't, I, I, I wasn't gonna but okay because I, I never know where I am I'm just like yeah. down the coast in the northeast somewhere but it's a lovely park run in North Yorkshire yes yeah. very good yeah. now we know so, so it was lovely, and um, yeah, we all token sorted at the end as well, didn't we? Which took us all of about two minutes because there was only ninety some runners, and uh, we all just took a pile of ten and just sorted them, and bang, we were done. Uh, but yeah, lo- lovely part when it's got toilets. I think you had to queue for toilets, didn't you? And it's only like single cubicle, so if you go, go early to the toilet. Um, and then purple sign. Oh. So just as we got the to purple sign time it really really started throwing it down like it just got worse and worse yeah so i i took the purple sign because they put it away in the shed so i obviously went and got it back out obviously um, and um i positioned it nicely and then and then while i was recruiting a photographer your your friend with the with his own homemade hat on decided to move it and go and stick it over a bench right next to the water and just like hang it over the bench, and I was I was like, what what bet, are you doing? I bet that went down tremendously. I was polite, wasn't I? Yeah, I think so. No, I told him I told him what is he doing? That looks rubbish, and I said I'm moving. <laughs> I move. <laughs> That's nice for you, mate. That is pretty polite. But, but possibly not that polite, but um um yeah, I just moved. It's hot. Not about this purple say. <laughs> exactly. Leave that to me. Um, so I put it. So we put it down, and then everyone came out from the rain, and they they stood behind the sign. So I, I, I recruited a different guy, not not Yellow Hat Man, and I said, right, come here, stand here, old camera like this, press that button. That's the picture I want. So we stood there, didn't we? And we must have been stood there for 30 seconds, and we're all posing. 
and we're thinking he's taking quite a lot here he's taking quite a lot of photos and then i just said to him right have, have we have we got some then have we got some and i started walking over towards him and i've gone over towards him and i've gone to check my photos the only photo he took the whole time we were stood there was the one of me starting to walk towards him <laughs> <laughs> i was like what the fuck <laughs> It was so wet. I mean, when we were trying to take a picture of us watchers, I think it, when it's so wet, you're pressing your finger on the button, it's just not doing anything. Well, well, well. So I think that's. <laughs> ben disagrees. So, continue, Ben. Please continue. I, I, I thought that might be an issue. Mm. So I made him unzip his jacket and dry the skin <laughs> on his jumper. Obviously. Um, yeah, 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 because I, I didn't have a dry bit on me, so I said to him, have you got anything dry on you? And he goes, well, I've probably got my jumper. So I said, right, unzip your coat, we'll dry my phone on your jumper. Um, did, ben, Ben, did you unzip his coat for him? No, 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 he unzipped his coat. OK, just, just checking if we needed to have a conversation about personal space, but OK, that's fine, <laughs> continue. But I definitely grabbed his jumper and dry my, my phone. Oh, okay. yeah. All right, so we do need to have a conversation about personal space. Right, OK, we'll pick that up afterwards, Benny. Maybe afterwards, maybe just afterwards. Point it on the doll where we touched you. <laughs> <laughs> so, we, um, so we had a nice dry phone. I just think he was downright useless. So when I looked and I said, <laughs> um, when, I, when I looked and these lot had run off back undercover, um, and I looked at the photo, I'm like, guys, you're going to have to come back out. We need another picture, didn't I? And you lot were all really reluctant. Well, at this point, it was like the rain ramped up another level. But we were already there. It was just like, this is just not fun. There is a point, M, where you're not going to get wetter. That's what she said. We, That's what she said, yeah. Uh, um, so so we, I, I dragged everybody back out, and then I've got my phone in my hand, and I just looked at him, and I just moved over to the next guy and I just went <laughs> <laughs> and, um, I'm not even kidding I'm not even kidding I just looked I looked at him and then I thought nah so I looked at the next guy <clears throat> who was stood back watching it from afar and I just kind of moved my finger at him and said come here come here and he came over and he was great he was great didn't he he got about four or five straight away no issues happy off we go let's go and have some breakfast so I mean, it's it's not my fault. It's it, if you can't press a button and take a picture first time, well then that's that's the drama. That is the People drama. Are... Yeah, that's the drama. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely the drama. We've got a segment for purple side pictures every week. Yeah, it's them. It's always them. <laughs> it's never been. <laughs> it I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't remember any of this until we talk about it. So, mm. but it's still not. He <laughs> goes into like a blackout. Purple side rage. Yeah, probably, probably. But anyway, probably free parking, mm-hmm. um, toilets available. Great volunteer team. Even if some can't take pictures or give first timers briefs, uh, highly recommend going if you want to turn your legs over a little bit um, and maybe maybe go in the sunshine rather than in the pissing rain. Very good, good. Five um, K uh, app and also a new segment. Well, a new part of the part run segment you wanted to do, Ben. I, d- I did, yeah. So so let's start with 5K. So 5K, I got my usual date bingo and frame club, but it's hard to get anything these days. That's what she said, or he said. Um, I got bingo. 
William, I'm sorry. I know if people are going to be listening to this, might not understand why JP and I both simultaneously cackled then. It was the way, <laughs> as you said, that's what she said. Then paused and went, mm, that's what he said. And looked directly at Emma while you were doing <laughs> it. Directly. <laughs> <laughs> She gets some pressure. Don't worry about that. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, carry on. What did you get, sorry? <laughs> 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 I don't think it matters now. <laughs> In a completely unrelated conversation to the one that Ben's having, I got position bingo. He got position bingo. So anyway, anyway, right, new segment. <laughs> so new segment. It's not so much a segment, it's just a shout out because we don't have much fun with the 5k app anymore because we've kind of completed most of the main challenges that we can do. So one thing I have noticed an awful lot of recently is people are hitting milestones. And obviously we don't do a roll call anymore, but as this is park run and we like to shout and congratulate people on park run milestones. Um, I had a quick scour this week and found out what I could find. If I've missed you, I'm sorry, but I'm going to shout out the people who have hit milestones this week. If you want a milestone shout out in future weeks, let me know when you've done it. I'll give you a shout out. But this week, right, so starting from the top, do you want to go for the first one, babe? So Wayne got his 50th run and his 50th volunteer. Well done, Wayne. Um, and somebody that was at Park Run with us on Saturday, Danny Oakley, that was his half cow, which is also known as his 50th different venue. Simon Minty had his 50th run at Seven Bridge, which is quite a cool one. Yeah, yeah. well done, Simon. Uh, Mr. Mark Bowsey, who actually, it, this is what kind of spurred the idea a few weeks ago, he ran his 200th run. Well, on Saturday gone, he ran at his 50th venue. So another half cow club member. And Natalie Cranfield had her 100th part run. Well done. And that's it. That's it. You see, that didn't take long. Well done, Ben, on your best behaviour as well. You didn't go off on a single tangent about crickets um, or anything. Um, Good. Um, uh, and then finish the store, finish part run segment off. Breakfast. Oh. Breakfast. Oh. You you go for this one. I'm um I can't. I'm gonna to laugh too much here. We we picked somewhere quite nice breakfast. Um and we sat down. Alana went to the toilet to get changed because she was drenched. We got changed in the car, <laughs> and they came to get us drinks order. And we're all like, you know, ordering drinks. And we said to James, well, you know, you're getting married to getting married on Thursday. You'll know what Alana wants to drink. He says, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I, th- I think she'll want a pot of tea. Yeah, I'll get her, I'll get her a cup of tea. So then Alana came back and the drinks came out and Alana's like, why have you got me tea? <laughs> coffee when we go out. Always, always have coffee. And we're like, this is your wife to be. <laughs> you have no idea. But yeah, she had no idea what she drinks. It was so natural and just so funny. He, he genuinely thought she wanted a tea and she did not want a tea. And <laughs> oh, we, we, and he just he just laughed it off. It was so funny. Alana laughed it off as well. It's all good humour. But uh, yeah, that was the first instance. We all ate breakfast, lovely place, full English breakfast. I had extra sausage. Um, That's what she said. 
Thank you. Um, um, we've been told we needed to go and get a lemon top while we were in Redcart, which is an ice cream, which obviously is chucking it down. But there was an ice cream parlour nearby. So we were just like, you know what, we're at the seaside. Let's do it. We can go and sit inside. Tell them what a lemon top is. It's just ice cream with lemon. It's your flavour of ice cream in a cone. with a Lemon sherbet. Of, yeah, with a scoop of lemon on top. So we didn't have that. We- no, we didn't have that. <laughs> We all had like really ridiculous ice cream sundaes and stuff. Yeah, we went next door and it was a huge Isabella's or something. I think it was called an ice cream parlour proper sit down, like American style. And the menu was massive. And Neil got himself some humongous milkshake, which he's probably still having fits over with the amount of sugar that it's got in it. Um, we got ice cream sundaes, didn't we? And didn't James take it upon himself to order Alana's? He did, but I think he did. He did good. He did all right. He did all right. He got <laughs> made up a, for the tea. He got himself a unicorn one, which was brilliant to see. It had little unicorn sprinkles on top, and he got Alana a dinosaur one, which had dinosaur sprinkles on. So, um, so that was quite funny. And then he just went on a complete tangent of telling us all these stories about. I think it was Alana telling his stories was about it Alana? Yeah. Every time she goes out without him, he drinks a bottle of red wine and watches Hamilton. And <laughs> 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 um, gets himself in a bit of a state and then takes himself to bed. Uh, <laughs> Good luck. Own it. Own it, James. He definitely got payback, but he just sat there going, yeah, that's yeah. what I like to do. I <laughs> He's just like, I don't know why I have to do it, but I do. I have to put Hamilton on and drink red wine. Tell them about chicken nuggets. No. Yeah, tell them about chicken <laughs> Apparently, he went out with a friend and they were having a Mackey D's. I don't even think he was. Was he drunk? No. No, he was pretty sober. And I think his friend told him something that he started laughing about. And he laughed that much. That he threw up his chicken nuggets. He was halfway through his chicken nuggets. <laughs> And he still had half the chicken nuggets in the box, but he laughed that much that he threw up what he'd eaten back in the box of chicken nuggets. And do, <laughs> do, 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 do we think James wants these stories sharing on the podcast? Yeah. And you're also ruining any future guest bookings here. Yeah, I was going to say. Come on, oh, man. OK. Anyway, what? so ice, ice cream was lovely. <laughs> Good. So, no vomit. so it was a great, great morning. So we didn't get yeah. to spend the day at the seaside. Too wet, too windy. Um, but we were out right on the coast and we ran the park run and we got to spend the morning with some great people and we had it just like the previous week it was like one o'clock when we set off home so time just absolutely disappears because you're just chatting and just having a great time so we we absolutely loved it uh, brilliant day brilliant people brilliant park run definitely recommend it but pick a sunny day solid solid and as always and it's, it's nice as next we said last week uh we've, we rounded off this segment by saying uh it's a great opportunity park run to, to meet up with some pals to meet some people who may not see every single week particularly ben and emma on the travels and it's nice to see that you went from the oddly park where you had a little meet up there and you've gone straight into red car this week where again some some other people were able to spend some time in your wonderful company um and we'll continue to do it so we'll keep we'll keep putting park runs on on the old instagram and uh, letting you know where Ben and Emma are going to be. And, and if you can get there, head out and hear some chicken nugget vomit stories. Yeah. And just one other thing to add, as this podcast goes out on Thursday, James and Alana are currently getting married as we speak. So. Yeah. 
go get him, James Nalana. You better be listening to this while you're waiting. It's, yeah, but I, I would love to be in there and watch James's speech. I would love to be there. Ben, ben if you're going to be a man crush on James, I, you are gushing. Yes. You are positively gushing this he's week. So, he's so funny. It's unbelievable, honestly. I just want to see his entrance. He's coming into a wrestling team, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> he said he might actually do that because Alana's going to be late. So <laughs> <laughs> Very he's good. And come storming in and just, yeah. yeah. Glass Brilliant. shatters. Good, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Absolutely. Yeah, well said, Benny. Have a wonderful day, guys. Can't wait to see the pictures. Right. Um, good one. Good segment. Thank you, guys. Uh, you're going to stay with us, though, of course, as always, because not only are you our part run power couple, you are also two of our five captains in the summer showdown. Week four is in the bag. Gentlemen and lady, we've got no Team Blue representation because he doesn't care enough to be here. Uh, so we're just going to do it without him. Uh, but there is one man that we can't do it without. That is the man of the hour, the man with the power too sweet to be sour. The one and only statistician, tactician himself. It is Statman John SMJ. Are you there? Oh, God. Guys, are you in? Guys, can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Yes, we can hear you. Are you OK? Oh. Yeah, I'm good. Sorry, I didn't think I'd make it. Here I am. How are you, lads? All right, Emma? Yeah. I'm doing fine. <laughs> I'll just wink. You can't see it. Yeah, OK, that's fine. That was quite low-key, to be honest. I think you've started taking into account Ben's fragile, ever more fragile ego at <laughs> your quite overt pursuit of Emma um, week on week. So, uh, But it, I don't think, I'm not sure if it's because you're aware of Ben's Ben's concern or whether it's just because you're out of breath because you're about to tell us something funny that's happened to you. Oh, my goodness. Emma, is it only you? Yes, but something else just happened. Oh, OK. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I got stuck. I was stuck. I couldn't get out for a while. Um, in like a sausage skin all over my body. <laughs> okay. Um, Why? Well, it's a uh, uh, Gary. You know Gary. So what is that then? Lovely. And uh, Neil. They saw they saw Jack the crow. Yeah. And he's on his way back to me. I thought, right, how do I get this? Went to a sausage factory. Blade on the machine. Got mm-hmm. covered in sausage skin, and I've sort of been flapping about in the garden trying to entice Jack. <laughs> um, I thought I'd have time to get out, but bloody hell, that knot they do at the top of the sausage, I really struggled there, but I mean, it's all right. All right, good. Well, um, good. well, I'm glad you're okay and you're out now. Mm. Mm. It's like being bored. It is. Like that bit well, it is actually. I um yeah, I came out of my mother's anus, so <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, SMJ. That explains a lot. Your grasp of the female anatomy terrifies me. Um so summer showdown. Oh bloody hell, there's been some moves and all I'll say between two teams is eleven miles. Right, but Emma's obviously top because of the absolute ridiculous amount of miles that that Dizbot did at, at, at Rasselbock. Did anyone want to see that? Okay. Is that you? Are you farting, SMJ? It was my hands, but it sounds like it, doesn't it? Sorry. <laughs> okay. Good. So, uh, yeah, so let's get to it. The normal stuff that we do. Uh, let's talk about the challenge for this week how do we get on with the challenge the teams 
Uh, yep, I'll do it in order. So bonus people that done the challenge. We have Rob and Emma, you had 21 of them. Well done. Uh, Matt. Oh, where is Matt? He's decided he doesn't want to be here, Statman John. He said he's got more important things to do and run away. He's gone down to Sausage Factory. <laughs> but not the same one that you were in. <laughs> yeah, um, it's, it's the name of a nightclub. <laughs> <laughs> Probably is, actually. Yeah. No, 100% it is. Uh, and I bet it's a right good night out as well. Um, yep. SMJ, continue. Uh, well, anyway, he had 22, so well done, you guys, holding him up there. Well done. Uh, JP, you had 24 in your team, do it. Well done, lad. And then 31. What the fuck? fuck's sake. What does he do? I mean, I'm clapping because it is amazing. Well done, Team Red. But I, I am worried about them and and how, to what extent, they're being bullied into doing these things. Um, and Ben is smiling, really. It's creepy. Look at his eyes. Oh, it's um okay good so ben annihilated the challenge that's awesome um what about our golden batoneers batoneers uh right let's go so we had ben oh come on let's scroll no let's start jp you had sasha sasha phoenix done well it's not but uh 40 miles hold on sash ben you had mark done 94 basically well, Ooh, big miles, Benny. Maybe, I, maybe I preempted. Maybe I prematurely emmered. Mm. Big boy Mark going his DMs, and then we got. Did amazing. He did amazing. Um, Matt, you had Amy Bird. Point, point, hundred miles, triple numbers. Go on, girl. She's a soldier, isn't she, Bird? But has she seen the posting about it? Actually, she's just gone about doing hundred miles without telling anybody. No, she has. No, she posted oh, about she, it. She has now, yeah. Mm, All right, okay. calm down, JP. Uh, Rob, you had <laughs> Rob, you had Claire seventy-three, fantastic. Well done, Claire. Unplanned um, ultra on Sunday, she did really well. And Emma, Chris, even bigger man. Let me get in his DMs on one two seven point seven. Wow. Wow. Um, how many SMJ? Say that again. One two seven. One two seven. Absolutely incredible. Absolutely. He deserves okay. a hand fart. He deserves a hand job. Oh, a hand fart. Sorry. I don't know <laughs> if that's better or worse, to be honest. Um, right. OK, let's move on. Uh, we've got to do the Wheel of Misfortune, but Matt is not here. JP, you're going to do some weird screen sharey thing, aren't you? You're more professional than Matt, just getting up Pornhub. We're going to get that weird dial-up internet sound in the background while you're doing it, because you're connecting. Um, <laughs> I've got the balloons there again. <laughs> oh, for God's sake, those balloons. That's an in-joke, but we'll share it later. Um, uh, go on, get it shared. I'm on it. Uh, and while JP is sharing, just uh, so you know, in case you don't, how could you not know? This is the Wheel of Misfortune. Uh, we're going to spin the wheel twice. The wheel has got the names of all the captains from the five teams. It's also got the names of all the vice captains from the five teams. The first person who it lands on in the first spin is going to get their miles for the week doubled. There's some big miles on offer, so it could lead to a big swing um, in the table, or it could land on me and mean absolutely fuck all because I do no running because my ankle hurts. Um, the second time we're going to spin it, that person who it lands on is going to lose everything, even if they've just had their miles doubled. Hence why we call it the wheel of misfortune and this week we've got a special wheel of misfortune because look there's a little mate in the middle of it look at that little ewoki chap matt is here after all it's been upgraded 
Oh, look at that. I wonder why he didn't do that when Matt was in charge. Oh, yeah, because it's really quite mean to him, isn't it, that we keep putting a picture of an Ewok and everything. But anyway, he's here. He's here in spirit. And we're going to spin that wheel. JP, who's getting the Mars double this week? Spin it. Hey. Yes! Let's go, Hitchbo! Come on! That's my second week of Double Mars. If only I was actually doing some running, uh, Team Green would be really benefiting from this. Statman John, remind me how many miles I did this week. Seven. Seven? Oh, yeah, it is. It's seven. Okay. Th thanks, Statman John. I thought it was 7.5. Anyway, I'll take that 14 miles. Green team, for the second week in the series, you are very, very welcome. JP, now is the time that Ben panics. Spin it that like, wheel. What? Should we just take Paulie's miles off now? Or <laughs> oh, poor Paulie. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Oh, it's close. It's going to be Paulie. It's me. <laughs> hey, Paul. Spoken. We're going to VAR, JP. Well, no, it's not it's probably, but it is just in Paul. It is. That's what she said. That's what she said. This is, oh, this is absolutely Paul, rich. Paul, you might as well just stop running, hadn't he? Bless him. SMJ, how many miles is Team Ben losing because of poor old Paul? 30. 30. Oh. Yes. I need to throw another spanner in the works. What's that? I've not put Chris's walking miles on for last week. Well, that's your problem, isn't it? Boom. Oh. Just, just tell SMJ quickly. They'll change it. He's, no. he's actually got another 30 miles. Okay. SMJ, are you okay to add those on, please, now while you're doing the, the Wheel of Misfortune stuff? Most certainly, my love. Anything for you. That's to you and him. I, I, I know that Chris is going to kill me if I don't add those onto his golden baton because he's obviously... Mm. It, 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 it is quite an important one, isn't it? Because does that make him the biggest golden batoner of the series? Because yeah. without them, he wasn't quite beating Ben, was he, from my team from last week? But yes. with, with this uh, from this one, yeah, OK. It did definitely needed then for the recognition because pretty uh, incredible what he did, wasn't it? I'm an idiot. So, I'm, sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, quick question. So is he getting thirty or sixty? He's your GP. Oh, you need you need to add you need to add thirty onto the weekly mileage that man John for the team and thirty onto the golden baton. Okay. Got it. Thank you, yep. And don't forget uh, to take I, Paul's off. I forgot mm -hmm. to add uh, Mark Fielding's 180. <laughs> <laughs> 0.25 walking miles. Ben, Ben, that is not in the spirit of the competition. Neither is that bloody wheel. <laughs> That's Paul, oh, Paul, man, he's getting. Is that three times Paul's been got in yes. five weeks? Four in four weeks, he's been Paul three, three times. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, Paulie, Paul. And do you know what? And do you know what? The table will have reversed yet again, and we'll be second yet again. Well, we'll see. We'll see, won't we? SMJ, have we stalled long enough for you to have the scores on the doors at the end of game week four? Yes, oh, that right. rhymed three times. Don't mind the giggle. Yes. Yes, I'm ready. Uh, can you give us bottom to top 
the week four standings for the summer <laughs> showdown. Hi, JP. <laughs> ben, don't um, be mean. He did it. He said it first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no one saw that. It's, it's what have you had tonight? You're uh, being a bit cheeky, lad. Right, fifth place. JP. Hey! <laughs> well done, Team JP. No, oh, can I just say before you give it the, the stuff out, and he'll and I'm gonna say something nice, and then he, JP's gonna be a prick and tell me he doesn't want my like praise. But when you're bottom of the table, it's not easy to keep motivated, and your team is still going out smashing it, showing loads of videos, loads of pictures, getting involved in the challenges, and doing good things. So that's sign of a good captain, sign of a good team. So I think you've done class. Thanks, Matt. Right. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Matt. They're all they're all awesome, though. To be fair, so. Yeah. Exactly. Go on. Sorry, SMJ. What's J? What's JP's mileage then? Uh, so last week, one oh six seven in total, lad. You've got four three two eight. Four three two eight. Good work, team JP. Guys, fourth place we have Rob. Yay! Steadily not bottom. Mid-table mediocrity. We love it. Go on. What have I got? Uh, for the week, one one nine three total five one three five. Well done, team. Green, green machine. Now third place, team blue. Blue. I mean, well done, Team uh, Blue. Sorry, I'm booing Matt, not Team Blue. I like Team Blue. I just don't like Matt. They uh, had the second biggest week. That was 1386, total 5447. God, he pulled, he's pulled away from me. That's what she said. That's what she said. Well done, Team Blue. Now, second place. Look at, look at Ben's eyes. She's not second to me. It's Emma. Second oh. place, Team Purple. Oh! Even with the 30 miles. Oh, no, face. Look at that smugness. What? Yeah, look at her face. No, I knew you would be second this week. Well, actually, love, you were uh, you were third, but then you forgot your man's miles, and that jumped you up second. <laughs> oh, okay, so so Matt's even caught her up a little bit. Yes. Oh. Uh, sorry, everything just went night mode. Thought I was falling down. So, Emma, <laughs> go on. Sorry, how many miles is Emma on? One, two, nine, five. That's five, four, nine, six as a total. Four, nine, five, six. Right. How, how, how close is she to Benny? That's the question. Closer after we lost Paul's miles. <laughs> Standard. So, for the week, Ben. Huge week, one five six. Jesus eight. Christ, Team Red. Their total is five six seven nine. Oh, that's uh, a lead. In it. That's that's a that's a lead. Well done, we A few of them miles. We've we've got Leanne Blesser on our team currently going through chemotherapy, so we all did an extra three k for her to make up the fifty five miles that we were behind last week. So we all awesome. ran three. 3k for Leanne to uh, cover that 55 miles back. So that's yeah. nice to hear. Well, well deserving of the lead, then I reckon in this week, team red. Perfect. And uh, and and you know what? Joking aside, we know that Ben's a taskmaster, but you've all bought into the challenge. You do the challenges every week. You're all over the social media with it. You're super committed. De- I reckon deserved leaders at the minute. So well well done, team red. Um, but plenty plenty of weeks to go and plenty of opportunity for for all the other teams, except for probably JPs, to catch up. <laughs> 
Come on, right, you're just here for a good time. You're just yeah, here for a good time, yeah. not for not for a long time. Um, uh, amazing, amazing. And Summer Showdown's going so well, and it's lovely to see so many people making friends, making connections, getting involved, stepping out of the comfort zone and having a good time. That, at the end of the day, is what matters regardless of league position. So the all 160 of you are winners in our books. Um, that's that, isn't it? That, that, that's just done with that bit. SMJ, anything to call out before? Oh, what's cha- challenge this week? Oh, blood, yeah. This is a long one, isn't it? It's a relay. Good luck uh, organising that. Do you, do you actually understand it, SMJ, to explain it? I'll be honest, lad, not very much. Okay, fine. Okay, I'll, so basically, you just got to run one distance between one and 32, and the longer the chain's unbroken between different people, the more miles you win for your team. And it's going quite well. Do you guys find it being a logistical nightmare or actually pretty pretty okay? Absolute nightmare to begin with, oh. but not so much now. Everybody's organised. Okay. So. Yeah. Any, 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 anyone a little bit worried that Matt's team are doing the wrong thing? Yes. Yes. 100%. They probably, they, they probably all think they've got to run each distance. Could you imagine? At least his mile, he'd get no bonus miles, but at least his miles would be high for the week. Yeah, yeah. My, my mm. team, they were, all, they were all allocated before 10 o'clock. <laughs> of course they were. Of course they were. Did, did, did they pick them themselves better or were they allocated they by you based, based on <laughs> a mean score that you'd have given them over the course of the first four weeks? <laughs> Everybody chose their distance and uh, it worked perfectly and that was it. Simple as. He runs a tight ship, does Ben Stittle. Love it. Right, OK. So, um, there we are, go. are we talking about Golden Button for this week? Or? Oh, yes. Uh, SMJ, Golden Button holders for week five. Remind us who they are. God, I forgot to say all the names right. Right, OK. Rob, you have got Mazza. Matt, you've got Natalie. Wee. Emma. Ryan. Next week, I've got Scotty. Wee. There you go, Ryan. Ben, I've got Chris. And JP, D. Die? D. Die. D. <laughs> Can I just call D out as well? Uh, good old Die, she's finished the. Uh, David Goggins, yes, game. well done. Well done, Die. Recording on Tuesday, she finished her, her last run just. So, awesome. Good work, Die. Tough, tough old thing, that 4 by 48 in it. So, don't oh. think I could do it. Amazing. Well done, mate. Smashed it. Um, Cool. And that's that. SMJ, you sticking around for thank yous? I'm off, but let me just say, Emma, I love you. <laughs> oh, that's quite sweet. That is, that was, that wasn't rude at all. You didn't even mention his penis, right? Um, Lois team has to do the thank yous. JP, it's just JP does the. It's thank just yous my job for this series, isn't it? Now? It is, yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. Um, so I'd like to say thank you to Owen Everard for a very uh, thought-provoking chat. I'd like to thank Graham Lindley for the super awesome theme music. I'd like to thank you, Rob for being the host with the most. I'd like to thank Matt for his um, no, thoughtful no. form contribution. Hopefully. Later on. <laughs> we'll see. Maybe an outtake, you never know. Yeah. Um, I'd like to thank you, Ben, for your uh, inspiring part run chats and your um, purple sign shenanigans. <laughs> I'd like to thank you, Emma, for being Ben's better half. Uh, I'd like to thank uh, Statman John for his insight into Sausage Factories. Um, I'd like to thank um, Paul McPaul for losing his mask for the third week out of the world. <laughs> um, I'd like to thank Jack for his social media exploits. I'd like to thank no, the rest no, of- don't, don't thank Jack. Jack has not posted a single social media clip on time this week. We've got a chat with me and Matt um, and and Jack and Troy McNews in it, 
And I will tell you this, I have messaged, the amount of times I've had to message, Jack, are we supposed to have a social out now? And he, and then the next morning he goes, I fell asleep, or I'm drunk, or I was doing something else. And I've had to go, can you put it on now, please? So Jack doesn't get a thank you this week. Okay, Jack, I'd like get, to retract Jack, Jack's thank yeah. you. I'd Jack, like Jack, to thank you very much. Jack must do I'm, I'm really pleased that Troy McNews has been broken out of prison. He's mm-hmm. he's very, very good value. Um, newsletter, guys. So Nick Finney, Claire Forsyth, Jamie Denham, and obviously my Paul, part of that as well. Um, I'd like to thank the guys in the back. So Joe, Sammy, Paul, and Lou. And I think that's everybody. Yeah, well covered, mate. Well covered. Um, Emma, if people want to find out more about the Fartlight family, want to know where they can listen to some old episodes, want to get involved more with the podcast, where can they go? How do they do it? So you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok. Uh, if you want to listen to us, we're on Spotify, Apple Music, uh, Amazon Music, and Google Music. We've also got a website, whatthefartlight.com. You can listen to us through there and find out more about us on there. And we've got an email if you want to get in touch. That is what the fartlight podcast at gmail.com. Lovely. And there was a little bit extra that I wanted you to start saying in that bit, Emma, but I completely forgot to message you and, and ask you. So it would be unfair of me to say that you didn't do very well then because that was as awesome as ever. But um, but, the, but the other thing that just to mention uh, probably quite aptly at that point is uh, if you do enjoy the podcast, if you enjoy the content that we put out, please, please, please just take a couple of minutes wherever you're listening to leave us a rating and a review. It makes a massive, massive difference to uh, not just our own egos because we get nice things said about us and we get a nice rating, but more importantly, there's real there's algorithms and logistics and all kind of nonsense that goes on in the background of apple of spotify of all these platforms that mean if more people give us ratings and reviews it goes higher up the charts and if it's higher up the charts it goes it gets it gets kind of suggested to more people who might be into running podcasts so if you're on apple if you can leave us a rating and a review unless you hate it in which case don't leave us a one-star review that's just mean um if you're on spotify you can also leave us a rating out of five stars and you can also answer a question which says how did you find did you enjoy this week's episode just put a comment saying what you thought of it and then jay P will be able to share it for everybody to see on Spotify um, and give us a follow on the old socials like Emma said and uh, Facebook you can leave us a rating on there as well there's loads of ways you can help us out but Spotify and Apple the ratings are awesome and Emma you've got to think of a much more succinct way of saying that next week <laughs> okay yeah okay um, but more most importantly where can people find you if they want to give you a follow uh, I am at Emma JJ 85 what about you Ben I'm at Sheffield underscore Strider. What about you, JP? I'm at jp.runs3. What about you, Rob? Uh, I'm at Little Runner Boy Rob, and of course you can find the Yorkshire Ewok at Matty Owls. SMJ, you're still lurking, even though you always say you're going, but you don't. And I was touching my pink. Um, <laughs> I am SMJ underscore TWSS. Any new followers this week, SMJ? 105. Yeah, they must have slipped hey! in. That's pretty good, isn't it? Look at that. Mm. Mm. Next week. Start posting. Yeah, that'd be useful. Um, anyway, so <coughs> oh, wanna know who's on the show next week? Yeah. Yes, please. It is a first for the What the Fartlet podcast. Exciting breaking news. Some something we've never had before. We've got an Olympian on the show. Ooh. 
Pretty exciting, right? So we are talking to the absolutely amazing uh, Kerry O'Flaherty, who ran uh, the steeplechase, the 3K steeplechase at Rio in 2016. Uh, That is just one of many achievements. She's been to world championships, European championships. She's not just disciplined in the steeplechase. She's done a whole host of other things in her running career as well. She's coming to the end of it now. We have a great chat about what it's like to be an Olympian. That was amazing. Something I've never discussed with anybody because I've never met one. Um, We also talk about what it's like being that level of an athlete. But we also have a really good conversation towards the end about how she's adjusting to life beyond that after it being her um, focus for so many years and her goal all the way from adolescence to be at the Olympics. What does she do now that her career is starting to wind down at that level? Um, She's very honest. She's very open, a little bit vulnerable. It's a great chat. One of my favourites we've ever done. And She's an Olympian, man. She went to Rio. How cool is that? So, Kerry, next week, you're going to love it. What do we reckon? Oh, that sounds amazing. Amazing. A proper Olympian. Somebody that's been there can give you an idea of what it's like to be in that stadium. And wow, what a feeling that must have been. Yeah, incredible. Incredible. We can we can but dream, eh, guys? But yeah, so tune in next week for that. Uh and that's it for this week, guys. That's all we've got to that's all we've got to cover. So nothing left to say except for as always, may your runs continue to be wonderful. Don't forget to be excellent to each other. Be kind or fuck off. Don't be a dick. And uh we'll see you on the flippy floppy. Um anything funny to say in Matt's absence? Kaka. Mm, it's not the same when it's not his hurry little face doing it. No, nothing. Nothing. We're not idiots. That's true. At least he's got a job to come back to next week, right? Yeah, poor Matt.